Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast. On today's show, we'll look back at a historic tour for English cricket and something that hasn't been accomplished since. Over the next 30 minutes, we'll reflect on England's tour of India in 2012 and hear primarily from the former England spinner Monty Panesar, but also from his teammates Sir Alistair Cook, Ian Bell and Jonathan Trott as they relive the experiences from that test series through their own eyes. This is The Cricket Collective. And you're listening to TalkSport 2. So, after drawing the Test Series back in 2006, Monty Panasar was looking to continue his success in the subcontinent six years later. A lot happened in between, with Andy Flower taking over the reins of the England team and Alistair Cook about to embark on his first tour of India as Test captain. One of the first big decisions as a coaching staff was to leave Panasar out of the team for that first Test, opting to play all-rounder Samit Patel to reinforce the batting. Here's Monty. I remember Andy Flower saying to me, you're going to have some healthy competition now. You know, uh, a Graham Swan's a great fielder, a great slip catcher, good batsman, bowling wise, probably, you know, tactically more astute than you, you know, but uh, you both talent wise are very similar. And then I always had this mindset of thinking, well, you know, the first test match, I, I always will play as a specialist spinner on a turning pitch. And Amnabad wasn't quite, you know, quite clay based, you know, wasn't really turning much. But, you know, you kind of think, you know, I've done pretty well in 06. Um, got Andrew Flintoff, you know, backs me as the attacking spinner. I thought maybe in, on subcontinent, you know, pitches, I'll probably be the first one to play rather than Samit Patel. But you think, for me, Monty, was, do you think that was a cop out playing Samit? I was going to, I wasn't going to say that first, but the way you've just described that, do you think it was a, a cop out? Because you had a fantastic batting unit. But do you think it was a cop out them, them going with the, the the little bit extra batting to protect or stay in the series rather than thinking right? You know what? We've just beaten Australia in Australia. Why can't we beat India in India with me and Swanee? 
Look, yeah, for me, I, I always felt that on subcontinent pitches, I would probably be, you know, the second spinner playing. And especially with England's batting lineup being so strong, you know, we had the likes of, you know, Alistair Cook's subcontinent record was, you know, so good. Good as, you know, Matthew Hayden's. Kevin Peterson, he's able to score quickly and freely and put the, you know, opposition under pressure, um, which, you know, not many batsmen can do on on uh, subcontinent pitches and then Jonathan Trott who was able to bat long periods of time so you kind of think you kind of think well we've covered the bat in there we've got enough bat in there we've got Matt Pryor who can bat really well at seven good keeper good batter um, there's you know there's an option to play actually Monty and Swanee together um, but they obviously felt that they'd rather go with a all-rounder who can bat and, and bowl rather than play the specialist spinner so I kind of always felt frustrated. I always thought that, you know, like I'm always, you know, during that that phase of my career that I'm fighting to to play in the team or, you know, if England lose heavily, then they think, all right, well, because we've lost heavily, maybe we'll look at Monty as an option. So that, you know, made it so difficult for me to get a regular shoe in. I I rather sort of just thought, okay, yeah, I accept someone who's a better player than me, you know, home, England conditions, I probably won't play because he'll come ahead of me better slip builder, better batter. But at least when it's like subcontinent pitches, they, they, they'll play two spinners. You know, I'm definitely, you know, one of them and Swan is the other and, and we're going to go with the attacking option. So it was, it was, I felt like I had to, I had to have so many other conditions in my favour just to get a game of cricket rather than just think, no, he's an attacking spinner. He can play on, you know, flat pitches, sub, on, on turning pitches in the subcontinent. We just need, you know, him playing, and and that's why, you know, yeah, absolutely agree with you. It, it was a massive kick in the teeth for me in that in that first Test match, and not not playing. The decision to strengthen the batting though didn't work. England bowled out for just 191 in first innings, and going down to a nine-wicket defeat, despite 176 from captain Alistair Cook in England's second innings. They then went to Mumbai, a place where Panasar tasted success in 2006. He was recalled to the team alongside his former Northants teammate, Graham Swan. I remember actually, um, uh, you know, practising, you know, the pitch next to it. And, um, you know, I was bowling and, and I was bowling really well. The delivery was coming out beautiful. I was getting it to turn and bounce. And then when we looked at the pitch across, it kind of, you kind of thought they've already played a Ranji Trophy match on there. You know, Duncan Fletcher thought, I want a pitch that is a turning pitch um, because I expect the Indian spinners to out-bowl the, Indian, um, the English spinners. But me and Swanee, we, are, we were used to playing on these sort of services in, at Northlands, Wantage Road. And, and it just felt like that when we both you know, played together. We were like turning the ball, spinning and bouncing. It, it was something we're both familiar with. And uh, I'll say to Swanee, you know, I, 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 I can't get this guy out. He goes, yeah, just give him a single. Let me, let me get this guy out for you. I'll get him a guy out for him. And we worked so well together. Like I, I loved bowling with him because... We were both were just so like good for each other on, on, on these turning pitches. We could just, you know, we just knew each other so well. It's like, you know, I'm sure like how you and, you know, Freddie, you know, when you come and bowl together, you just yeah. bowl aside out. It's, you know. Swanee understood was, you though, didn't he? Swanee understood yeah. you. Swanee knew Monty Panesar. He had grown up with you he had, from Northampton. He knew what buttons to press to get you going. 
Yeah, absolutely. He he knew me as a person. You know, we played cricket together on all sides. Just, just thinking about it makes me laugh because I remember <laughs> at one time during North Ants, you know, like, you know, you're a youngster, like, and 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 I'm and I never used to shower after 20 overs in the field because we're just not used to, you know, a young British Asian boy, you know, to go in and shower amongst all these other males. We're not used to that. And he goes, yeah. Monty, I'm gonna get you in the shower. You've taken a fifer, you Old really well with me. Let's get him in the shower. He, him, Mike Hussey, all of them picked me up and dumped me in the ice bath. So this is the fun stuff, you know, we used to do at Northlands. And, and, and that's why, you know, at international level, that's the memories you, 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 you know, you, 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 you remind yourself when you're together. You're thinking, yeah, we're playing international cricket. We're going to bowl them out. But we also got that camaraderie together. So, you know, that was, that was, that, that was great, you know, um, to win that test match. And especially with Swanee, you know, it reminds us of the days when at Northlands we used to bowl sides out. And bowl out sides they did. Panasar took 11 wickets in the match. England breezed to a 10-wicket victory. But despite taking a five-wicket haul in both innings, that test match is remembered for a memorable knock by one of England's greatest batsmen. Here's Sir Alistair Cook. KP's 100 in, in Mumbai was a ridiculous 100. One of the best innings you'll ever see on a on a turning wicket. We'd lost in a Medibad heavily, um, pretty much by an innings, but I think they, it was nine wickets on it. They thumped us. Yeah. They went yeah. for 4-0, so they produced an absolute uh, dust bowl at Mumbai. The what was it like being out there with Kevin on that time? Because you batter, you got 122. You put yourself down there. You got 120 in that in that innings to set up that match. I know Swanee and Panasar got 19 wickets in the match, but you got 122, and everybody goes on about KP's 100. But they forget you got 100 in that Test match as well. Yeah, no, we, we, I mean we batted we batted well together. You know, he was a brilliant he was a brilliant person for me to bat with. He he wanted to be the kind of like the centre of attention in terms of you know dominating the bowlers, and I could go and like. And they all the, and they turned their attention to him because they realised what a dangerous player he was. So I could slip under the radar. You know, he liked facing. No, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm not saying anything wrong. He, he liked facing the balls. I didn't mind standing on strikers' end. Do you know what I mean? It worked yeah. really well. I'd get the singles, and he would, you know, he would take the attack to them. It, we we our partnership together was we you know we played well together. Kevin Peterson's 186 remaining, arguably one of the best innings from an English batsman in the subcontinent. And despite Panasar's match-winning performance, there was no pleasing head coach Andy Flower. Actually, I'll tell you what his reply was. His reply was, Monty, there's not many times I've been in a team where a player's taken a 10 fight and hasn't got man of the match. It went to Kevin <laughs> Peterson for his 186. And I, I, I was like, well, you know, I, I can't keep this guy happy, can I? You know, I'll take a 10 fight and he's still got something to say. So England levelled the series in style in Mumbai and after winning there as an England coach back in 2006, Duncan Fletcher was now in charge of the India side and on the wrong side of the result this time around. Here's Monty and the former England bowler Steve Harmison recalling the aftermath of that test match and their memories of playing under the Ashes winning coach. We just felt like, you know, well, you know, if, if you don't think we're that great, um, we've just beaten, you know, one of the best, but we're one of the best uh, Indian, you know, test match teams and you're the coach of it. Um, and uh, it, it kind of like was very satisfying, you know. And I remember during the third test match, I was actually, I was there and, and I was with the other England boys and uh, KP was with us and we just saw Duncan Fletcher walk past us and we all of us were in the same lift together. And uh, it was a bit of an awkward moment for all of us because we were like, oh gosh, he actually was our England coach and now we've, We've just beaten, you know, his side and we don't really know what to say to him. 
So uh, yeah, look, I, I guess you're absolutely right. You know, if you, <laughs> if you, if you had good if you had good triggers and you had a nice bat, he would definitely yeah. have a lot of time for you. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. I must admit, I think in eight years that he or seven years that he picked me, I think I had dinner with him. I think me and Fred had dinner with him once, and that was in Pakistan. And the only reason he had dinner with he sat next to us because it was in an empty restaurant. There was three people <laughs> in it, and it was us three. And he even even then he tried to sit on a different table. So and it was to be fair. Uh, to be fair, I've talked to Freddie about this. It was one of the best nights I'd had on, a, on an away trip talking to Duncan about his time because he's an interesting guy. You know, what he went through in the Rhodesian army and stuff like that. And he just didn't give you any of it as a, as a person. But that's, that was his job. And he went across and he did a good job. He, uh, he did a fantastic... He did a better job for England than I thought while I was in there than now looking back and some of the stuff that he protected us on and what he did, I, I think more of him now than I did when, when I was in there, where, which was quite strange. Um, and I, I think he was, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was better than I, than I thought he was when he was, when he was in there. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Ian Bell missed the second test to attend the birth of his first child and thinks India tried too hard to make conditions more favourable to them throughout that series. An incredible series led incredibly well by Cookie, um, one as captain, but also with the bat, you know, his, his uh, managed to be calm, but take the sting out of and bat long periods of time on those conditions. I think led from the front, he got a great hundred in the first test match, which I think again, made the rest of the group believe that actually we can bat long periods of time against this attack. And then obviously Kev doing what he does, like I said, in a very different way to, to Cookie, but I think it, it just sort of, it was like they nearly started to go, let's get more spinning pitches and make it even more, which probably levered the playing fields a little bit because, you know, it, it just became a bit of a shootout. Whereas if probably they'd have played on more truer, better pitches, we probably might have found it a little bit harder. But yeah, one of the real high moments. So with the series poised at one all, both sides headed to Kolkata. England had the opportunity to secure back-to-back wins and ensure they did not lose the series. We'll look back at that eventful third test next. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast. That'll do it. It's beautiful. Lovely shot straight down the ground. Takes Kevin Peterson to 102. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 and today we're looking back at England's historic tour of England in 2012. If you missed any of the show so far, you can catch up via the following on podcast feed, available on Apple Podcasts, Acast and Spotify. So, after the opening two test matches, the series was level at one all and both teams headed to Kolkata for the third test. India batted first and posted 316, despite four wickets from Monty Panesar. In response, Sir Alistair Cook starred again with a bat, this time scoring 190, as England were eventually dismissed for 523. Here's Monty Panesar. We were very lucky, you know, we had a great batting lineup at that time, you know, batsmen who were able to, um, like I said, bat long periods of time, but also negate their spin, their threat, um, were able to, you know, develop methods while we were, you know, during intervals, you know, this is how we're going to play, this is what we're going to do. Um, and and, and that, that's, that was the key thing with Alistair Cook's batting, you know, always throughout his career. He was able to develop, you know, game plans and, and work out what the threat is. And, 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 and he was able to bat long, you know. He was, you know, he had a very simple game plan, at, um, you know, uh, at, in the subcontinent conditions where he would just... Um, you know, anything at his pads, he'll look to just flick 
um, play the sweep shot maybe. But then if it was short, yeah, he'll play the cut. He never come down the wicket too much. You know, he had a great defence. And then once he was defending the balls really well, he would just have a few shots. But he was able to occupy himself at the crease. He backed himself. If I stand on off stump, I'm not going to miss the ball, but I'm going to just get my singles once it's at my pads, you know, once that ball turns. And he, he was brilliant doing that at long periods of time over and over again, which then just allowed, you know, us to say, right, you know, the longer um, our batsmen bat, um, you know, at Kolkata, then me and Swanee can expl uh, exploit the, 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 the surfaces and the conditions. And, and that's why that team was just amazing. You know, we won what? After 28 years, we won, you know, in India. And since then, they haven't lost a test series. India have not lost a test series since 2012. And, and I don't think they will for a very long time because I just don't think there's, you know, the batting lineup that we had then. I don't think there's, you know, there's a t in test cricket right now, you know, teams are not, the, it's not about staying long at the crease, it's about scoring quickly. You need a couple of players who can take the game away. And, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I, I just can't see that happening for a long time. That innings from Cook turned out to be a match-winning one as England survived an early scare to win by seven wickets and go 2-1 up in the series, heading into the final test in Nagpur. After making his test debut there six years before, it was another memorable fixture for Monty as both sides played out a draw and England secured the first series win in India in 28 years. We'll hear from Monty Panasab at first, the former England fast bowler, Steve Harmison. Is that the best time in your England career? That 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 two test matches there, the win in India, you know, you know where the where your sort of family was brought up, everything that goes with playing against India, and, you know, talked about the great Sachin, you know, you made your debut in in Nagpur, um, and arguably the greatest your greatest time, two test match time you win, you know, two one in the series, was that was that was that probably the, the highlight of your career, Mont? Yeah, I think personally for me, you know, every spinner wants to do really well in subcontinent conditions. You know, they want to, they want to, you know, perform well on 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 pitches that you know spinners, you know, are supposed to. So I, I can finally say I've ticked that box where I'm able to bowl well in Indian pitches. So yeah, for me, you know, personally was was amazing. But also, I think Alistair Cook, you know, I made my debut with him in India. We're both from like similar areas in Bedfordshire. Yeah, he went to bed for modern. No, I went to bed for more. He went to bed for school. And then, you know, he's captaining his first tour. And to be with him, you know, first time, in, you know, we've won after 28 years. That was a special moment, you know, for me. I've always, you know, I've always looked up to Alistair Cook, you know, just just him as the person, his fitness, uh, how, how he thinks about the game. So, you know, to be with him on to start off his journey as a cricket captain who had a he's had a great you know cricket captain I'll that would always stay you know very close to my heart after scoring 562 runs in the series which included three centuries it was one of the greatest achievements as captain for Sir Alistair Cook to beat India in India is, an, is was an amazing thing what we were blessed with on that tour was two unbelievable spinners we talk yeah. about the batting we talk about that test that test tour was a brilliant test tour we were we were so lucky with Monty and Jimmy, uh, Monty and Swanee being outstanding. You know, you're not going to beat India in India, no matter how many runs you get, if you don't out-bowl them with spin. Um, those two were fantastic. Jonathan Trott was a mainstay in the England middle order during that series, and his 143 in the second innings of the fourth and final test helped England make history in Nagpur. The last mm. time an England team had won there was a couple of years longer than, you know, in Australia. So 
Um, and if we think against it, an Indian side, we play against the greats, you know, Tendulkar, Sawag, uh, Harbhajan Singh played a few tests. So they had all the, the you know, mm-hmm. the good players. Kohli was part of that, Dhoni. So yeah, you know, that was just as good. I just don't think because it wasn't, you know, Sky weren't allowed to broadcast it. They had to sit in London commentating on the game because there were some TV rights disputes. Um, I don't think it got the attention that, uh, you know, obviously the Ashes captured um, because of the rivalry and the tra- tradition of the Ashes, you know, mm. captured everyone's imaginations. But, you know, don't make no mistake, that Indian tour was something special as well. So that was our look back at England's iconic Test Series win against India. For more content like this, as well as big-name interviews and exclusive match highlights, you can download the following on podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Acast and Spotify. Thanks for listening to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.